Hi, Shalomaniacs. This is editor and producer Will. For this and the next episode, I encountered some technical difficulties with the recording. The vocals won't be as crisp and clear as you're used to, but rest assured, the commentary will remain as witty and fun as ever. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. came to understand that you loved Lee Chalamet. Oh my god. Like when I like just my sheer presence in your DMs, I think. Would right. The yeah. number of times it was like you were getting a lot a lot of engagement from me mm-hmm. on the Timothy content. Yeah. Like even before there you was like official content. It was just Dane content. Right. You 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 were you were an early adopter. For me it was hundred percent call me by your name. I can't say I'm special. Sure. I'm sure a lot of people came to it that way. Mm-hmm. But I was like signed, sealed, delivered, done. <laughs> like you so, like so, I was like, are there other actors? I've never heard of them. Right. You know? Like what other men exist? He was so young. Mm-hmm. And so I, I watched Homeland. I didn't realize he was on Homeland. I, for me, the first time I ever laid eyes on him was Call Me By Your Name. And then I went back and I was like, oh, yeah. Like, that shitty, although I didn't really like that Jogger character anyway. So yeah. I remember, like, not caring. <laughs> Be like, yeah, he sucks. You know what I mean? But, like. So you, so what, you, like, saw Call Me By Your Name in theaters or? I saw it in theaters. I saw it a couple times in theaters. Wow. I told everyone I knew that they couldn't hang out with me until they went to go see it. Okay. I just was like. It's so, it's just a perfect movie to me, and it, it, like it's so lame to gush about because it's such an easy one. Sure. Not to make a pun, but low hanging fruit. Mm. To be like the low hanging fruit was cut out of that movie. <laughs> but like, yeah, I love that movie, and I immediately went out and bought the book, and I read the book two times in a row, and mm. I love the book. Like, it's just it's a fucking love story, and I'm a sucker. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, he too is. Like, I think is still innocent and like untouched by sort of like he's gonna start making decisions about like should I be the new Spider Man mm-hmm. like that is gonna <laughs> happen you know what I mean? or whatever yeah and right now he's making movies with Greta Gerwig and he's like you know I feel like he was on that Call Me by Your Name tour for like four years with Army Hammer <laughs> I think he's I think they still are <laughs> yeah literally just like flaunting their friendship and stuff like. So I feel like, yeah, I'm attached to him now. He's going to burst. He's already bursted. Mm. I think he had that sort of beautiful boy moment where he was like, this is going to be me. And that didn't totally work out. I like that movie okay. Yeah, but you can obviously tell. I listened to the episode. Like, yes, this was our Oscar bait, mm. and it's not. Yeah. Uh, so, but and that doesn't mean he's good in it. He is good in it. Yeah. And, and even if he keeps making those decisions, that's fine with me. Yeah. Because at least it seems like he has his head in the kind of ga- the game that I want to watch. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Sure. Um, I do think eventually he's going to like get his Hunger Games or whatever, and mm-hmm. it's going to be like, see you later. Mm-hmm. But for now, because yeah. I live here, you know? <laughs> sure. You're in. No, yeah, and it was funny because like, I feel like I can be so like outspoken about my sandwich, and like, obviously I host this podcast, so like I clearly like planted the flag in the ground. But yeah, you're coming to understand that you felt this way was very much like a gradual like like I think you probably responded to like a, a one thing I posted and I was like oh yeah like Connor like appreciates him and then like eventually I was like oh Connor like really loves him too like oh okay well, when I saw you were doing the show I was like yeah naturally like this is content the world needs yeah. like there was no part of me that was like little niche I was like <laughs> honestly we're thirsty out here feed us like, you know what I mean like, yeah and I'm stoked to be here. I have no. so much to say. I was I, like, wait, we're going to get in a room and, like, talk about Timothy Chalamet? Because this is, like, my, this is a Saturday. 
get behind. Like, yeah, I'm ready. This is a full, a full, a full weekend affair. Honestly, this movie is super fun too. Yeah. Is it great? No. no. <laughs> I enjoy every fucking second of it though. Like it's, it's silly and it's fun and it's like very stylized and ridiculous and mm. poke holes all through it. I'm sure. sure but well, well, why 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 delay the obvious? Oh, yeah, Let's know. just jump in. Uh, hello. Welcome to Chasing Chalamet, a bi-weekly podcast where I, Dane McDonald, in a special guest deep dive into the filmography of the aforementioned Oscar-nominated actor, Timothy Howe Chalamet. And today's episode, we are going to be talking about Elijah Bynum's 2017 slash 2018. It came out in 2018 officially, but it's classified as a 2017 movie. This was his debut, right? Yeah, yeah, and he hasn't made anything else. So you have to imagine it was like a little bit of a like... Mm-hmm. Not a labor of love to yes. get it out. Sure. And yeah. Well, it screened at South by Southwest. Okay. And then it screened it screened at South by Southwest 2017, and then didn't get released until 20 summer 2018. He it, looks very young. Yes. He looks like he made this movie before he made anything. Else. I think he did shoot this movie before Call Me by Your Name and Lady Bird and Hostels, which was all summer uh, 2016. Okay. Off, look at Anyway, um, yeah. So it is his 2017 American crime drama. Hot summer nights. It sure is. (laughs) We are going to talk about our thoughts, feelings, critiques, praise, maybe lack thereof, whatever we want to say about this debut feature from Mr. Elijah Bynum. Uh, So we will talk about the film, we'll talk about Timmy's performance, his role in the film, what function does he serve to the story, is he cast well, what does his participation in this film bring to the table? And then, as I'm sure Connor is very excited to, uh, we are going to grade the film on a scale from one to five peaches. We are going to grade the film, his performance, his attractiveness, and most importantly, as always, his hair. Uh, Now that we have covered those bases, I'm very, very excited to introduce today's guest. She is a Los Angeles-based designer, illustrator, and creative an old friend from my college days. Oh, it's yeah. Connor Riley. Hi, Connor. Yes. Hi, happy to be here. How are you? I'm great. Yeah. I'm so stoked. I honestly, I love being in Chicago. Yeah. I love it so much. I it's I feel like college was so formative for me that it is like visiting home. Sure. Well, so you you are through and through a Midwestern totally. girl. Totally. You are from Kentucky. You yeah. went to school in Indiana. Yes, I did. You did briefly live here. I did Chicago. briefly live here. So I lived you... in Logan Square, which I think may still be the, my favorite neighborhood I've ever lived in. Sure. Just hip. Yeah. Those Midwestern hipsters, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I I love it. I love that there is, like, people mowing their lawns outside and <laughs> families going to baseball games. Like, yeah. that to me, like, even the tiniest stuff is so novel and, like, sure. refreshing. And, like, there's birds chirping and there's trees. I mean, trees. Like, no, no trees in LA? Not really. Okay, no. sure. No. I love California, but there, it doesn't feel... There is an aspect of coming home when I'm in the Midwest at all that is just like I soak it up and I'll be gone again on Monday. But right. for now, I'm in heaven just visiting. Yeah. So I, I was gonna say. So you, I'm sure you like have this trip planned and you have things going on. But when you, uh, when you messaged me, it felt as if you were like, I'm coming to Chicago to be on Chase oh, and Chalamet. Well, I'm. I hope you you feel that way. I do. <laughs> well, I do have friends here from college, sure. and it is important to me to like maintain Chicago as, like, a piece. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to let it float too far away from me. Sure. 
Um, obviously, a lot of people from IU are here, a lot of people from high school, mm-hmm. and I needed to make a trip anyway. Mm-hmm. But absolutely, I was like, let's make this line up. Yeah. Let's, I, I like, let's make this work. Yeah. I have things to say. Right. What people need to sure. know. Sure. And I, in, Correct me if I'm wrong. Did you want this movie, or was it one that I was like, or were you just I happy? Said, I literally said, give me whatever. Okay, yeah, and I think I like hadn't found somebody for this movie, and I was like... Although I will say, I'm glad, this movie is about Timothy Chalamet's character, mm-hmm. and I'm glad to do a movie... That's, that's very centered on him. Yeah, because yeah. I know you guys do everything, mm-hmm. so like when you get to talk about his two scenes, like such a bummer, because he's like, you know, such a light. Right, yeah. <laughs> but this movie, good or bad, for better or for worse, he's... It's him. all up and down it. Sure. Yeah. No, no. I mean, I'm, and I'm very glad to have a, a verified stand on the show for oh, that. Yeah. Um, before we get too, too into it, so yeah, we went to college together. We went to Indiana University. Mm-hmm. We both worked for mm-hmm. our college newspaper. Yes, we did. Uh, we, we never were editors together. <coughs> I don't um, think so. We got really close. Yeah. And I remember we thought we had it in the bag, and you and I were going to edit together. Mm-hmm. You may not even remember this. And then someone else, poor guy, he's going to listen to the show and be like, wow, thanks a lot. <laughs> but I got it one semester. It was either before or after you. We were right after each other. That, that's right. Yeah, so it was um, it was fall of our senior year. Uh, it was Casey Farrington and I were opinion editors. You were right before me. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, and then yeah. it was second semester. Yeah. yeah, you and, should we not say his name? No, let's not say Okay. Sure. Right. I'm sure he's not listening. There's no way he knows. But yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, so we, we worked on uh, the opinion section together and then frequently collaborated on, on the weekend section together we too. We had opinions recreationally. All the time. Professionally. Right. Yeah, exactly. And um, also at a time, uh, I think when I was the weekend editor. Oh, for sure. It was uh, when you were the weekend editor. I did a girls podcast, the, TV, the HBO, show, HBO show Girls. Still the best title, Girls on Girls. Girls on Girls. I was very happy about that. I mean, you should be proud. Yeah. I can say, I can't speak for Dane, I have recently re-listened to it. It's still hilarious. Mm-hmm. Communical, right. for sure. Yeah. It's buried in the archives of the Indiana University Daily Student. Look it up. I was going to say, it's not like it's on iTunes. Yeah. You have no. to like go to like IDS.com no. or whatever. But if you search our names, like you better believe it's going to ping. Okay. Like, uh, it's yeah. there, people. Go find it. Yeah. And like, hilarious. and it's so funny because um, even though I haven't listened to it in a minute, I'm imagining it's very unstructured. And it's, I think, oh, we, totally. I think we literally like pulled up, I think we like used an iPhone and like recorded a voice note. And it was literally just us being like, Hey, so like this was what happened on this most. No, it's on an iPhone for sure. Okay. I also it it sounds it's giving it so so much like weight, but I when I re-listen to it, I can tell what like time in my life I'm in because Mm -hmm. I am fighting on behalf of Marnie on that show. (laughs) I'm like, you guys don't get it. Like she just wants everyone else to like live up to their full potential. (laughs) And now like life is so much messier now. I'm a Mm grown-up, sorta, pretending. (laughs) Than I was then, and I thought like, oh, these like these people in this TV show I watch are so bad at this, and she's the only one that's like got it together, mm-hmm. and they all suck. And now I'm in the real world, and I'm like, she is horrible, <laughs> and it's like so like obvious to me where my brain was at watching that show. Yeah. That I just thought like everyone else was annoying, and she was just trying to like. Oh, I them. totally agree. Yeah, not yeah. to go too far down the girls' rabbit hole, but um, yeah, like I I've always been like a staunch Marnie defender. Mm-hmm. And I still think I will to a degree defend her. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, I feel like she's like an older sister that I have to like protect a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, like I definitely was more apt in my youth, my relative youth, to like talk about identifying with Marnie. And, and I now, hated Jess. I hated Jess or Jessa. Jessa, yeah. I was like, she's so unreliable, and so and now I'm just like, she is just out here just trying to do her and not mm-hmm. get bothered, right? And not get judged. <laughs> 
And like back when I thought life was gonna be a breeze and just do steps A, B, and C, mm-hmm. I was all Marnie, no Jessa, and now I totally get it. Yeah. I mean, that's an imperfect show. Right. I hate to like just correlate all of our life moments and milestones to that TV show because it is imperfect. But uh, we had a blast. Yeah, it was great. And we were. That was our first. Yeah, so this is actually take two, Dane and Connor. That's true. I think you, of all of the podcasts that I've. Well, and and only, it'll be the only crossover between my two shows. Yeah. The one that's buried on the Indiana Daily Student Archives and now my. Professional, quote unquote. You have a legacy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, really so you, you, you're the only Venn diagram crossover of those two. I'm, I'm so excited Honor. about that. Love Honor. that. Well, as I mentioned earlier, we are going to be talking about hot summer nights. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched it last night. You watched it earlier this week. I'm sure before you. Uh, Thursday night. Yeah. Thursday so it's night. fresh. It's yeah. Fresh. It's very fresh. So uh, let's just jump into it. Tell me, tell me what you thought about. So, uh, so this was both of our second times watching. Yes. Tell me about the first time you watched it. The first time I watched it, I watched it because it came out and he was in it. Yeah. That is it. Mm-hmm. I didn't care if it was good or bad. I still don't. Right. But, like, I, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, and I didn't expect it to be good. Like, I just, I think it fulfilled everything I was, like, going into it expecting. I was like, whether it's good or bad, it looks fun. Yeah. He plays a teenager who falls in love on Cape Cod. Like, mm-hmm. sign me up. I'm sure. Done. I don't need to know very much else about it. Yeah. That's exactly what it turned out to be. Like, maybe it was, it's a little more fun because you have these other, like, hot characters who are, like, making out and, like, yeah. getting into trouble and stuff. It's definitely, like, a sexy teen. Yeah. Like, not full, like, CW. Like, no, a little no, dirtier no, no, no. than It's that. a little dirtier. There's definitely parts of it where I'm like, this movie, like, kind of thinks it's Sin City or something. Oh, Like, <laughs> there are these, like, intense, almost, like, hyper-colorized shots of, like, the cars and stuff, mm-hmm. which, like, if I'm a 17-year-old living with my aunt in Cape Cod and I come home with, like, a Porsche or whatever, he comes home with, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, right, like, there's major logicals here, like, right. people are going to be asking questions. But, yeah, it, it was, like, really gritty, and then sometimes it was really bubblegummy. It's been a long time since I saw a movie that sort of leaned so hard into the soundtrack, mm-hmm. which is fine with me. Like It's a great soundtrack. It's a great soundtrack. There are some moments that are way more obvious than other moments. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember watching it and they do, I think it's Bowie when he kisses her at the carnival. Yeah, it is Bowie. Which is a great song, and honestly, I love that scene, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's so obvious. Yeah, like, there's no nuance yeah. to it. Like, it's very, it's... It's, it's like, okay, I mean, sure. Like, yeah. this is like, it's almost to me, it's like, I sometimes in, in watching these movies, I get the feeling like I'm watching a movie that would be made inside of a movie. Like, uh, I felt that way about La La Land. Yeah. Like, I literally was like, this to me is like, in you're watching a movie and they're sort of parodying show business. Yeah. Like, that is mm-hmm. what this kind of felt like. This seems like a parody of, like, yeah. a sexy teen. Movie. Right, that there would be that song at that moment with the fireworks, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but there was another scene, not dissimilar from that one, where they're, like, falling in love and it's a modern lover's track in the back mm-hmm. that I love the modern lovers and I love that song. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to give this one. I'm not, I'm going to give them this one. Yeah. Because, like, maybe... I mean, I'm sure there's people out there that are like, that one's super obvious too, but to me, I was yeah, like, ooh, yeah, deep cut that's so good and mm-hmm. did so well. Sure. And I think that's what they were trying to do with every musical beat like that, and sometimes it was like, a little more nuanced than others. Sure. Fair. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so this movie, uh, I also watched it last summer when it came out because I was like, you know, like on the Timothy Chalamet train, oh, yeah. obviously. Um, and, like, I enjoyed it fine. Like, I think, like, you, I, I, I leaned into, like, the aesthetics of it. Like, it was a fun, like... It's, it, like, sign up or sign off. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like you know what you're getting It is into. what it is. Yeah. yeah. 
Like, I remember, like, literally, I watched it, like, on a hot July summer night. Like, my friend and I, like, made a spread, got drunk, and, like, yes, it is not a great movie, but, like, I enjoyed just... It filled the space it needed to fill for totally. me. Totally. And it was, like, you're right. Like, he's at the center of it, like, yeah. for better or for worse. Um, yeah, and so coming back to it, I think I even enjoyed it more on a rewatch because I knew what I was going to answer. Totally. Like, I wasn't... Because, totally. like, I think the first time I saw it, it was coming off of, like, the Call Me By Your Name, Lady Bird Train, where it was, like, these two, like, knock it out of the park. Not only is he great in those, but those are great movies. Yeah. And this was just, like, a, like... I don't want to say, like, I had, like, those expectations, because yeah. I knew it wasn't going to be those movies, but, like, I kind of thought of it as, like, a, it cooled a bit. Like, I was like, okay, like, this isn't as good as those, but, like, coming back to it last night watching it, I was like, yeah, this movie's kind of dumb, and, like, you literally, there's no three-dimensional female characters. I know. <laughs> I mean, it just doesn't always earn the moments. Yeah. Like, it tries to have these big payoffs, and it's like, I mean, mm-hmm. they're, like, hanging out, and there's town they're at the drive-in yeah you know what i mean yeah like, i wish they'd like kind of leaned back from the trying to make it such like a formative oh experience yeah. like it's like shakespearean yeah like, it takes it to these levels the whole ending it's like like a greek tragedy mm-hmm. level sort of like with the storm yeah the drama of like and they were never heard from again like it's <laughs> just know. like okay i know you made the comment of like i think they think they were writing the greek gatsby oh and, yeah like, that is how i feel that they were like we want to make it like fun in him and everyone's like chewing bubble gum but also high stakes. Right. And it's like, yeah. honestly, they're selling weed and they're two white guys. Yeah. Pretty low stakes. Right. Like, I mean, okay. There's, there's a way to be like, this was a formative time in their lives. Yeah. But like, there's a way to do that and not make it seem as if, like... Also, the narrator, like, I thought, whoever wrote this has definitely seen Virgin Suicides. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, oh, we are the kids across the street who... Uh, we watch from afar. It's like, who is this 13-year-old kid that's stalking these people? Right, and how does he know... Who has no stake in mm-hmm. any of... Yeah, like... You don't see him until the very last shot where he's like... Yeah. yeah. it's very weird. Like, like I feel like they were trying to posit that as, like, the this legend in this town. Like, and this is, like, the legend that everybody knows. Like, I think that may have been more... That may have been served better if it was, like, someone set in the present day, like, talking about, like, something that happened, like, 30 years ago or whatever. Yeah. Maybe, like, a little bit more, like... Well, I kind of liked that she was, like, this iconic... It, like, almost made it okay that she was sort of two-dimensional, which, first of all, like, I'm going into these movies expecting that anyway. Yeah. But I do... I like that actress a lot. Megan Monroe. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think that she totally... I love It Follows. That's one of my favorites. Yeah, she's great that. Movie so much. I love a, a metaphor. Mm-hmm. Um, if there was ever a metaphor <laughs> for a movie... Heavy-handed. <laughs> heavy-handed. But it's good. It's it good. is good. Um, and I think she knew that she's supposed to be this, like, ridiculous pinup, and yeah. the character, and definitely the actress even lean into that, that, like, yeah. she is fucking with people in this movie. Like, mm-hmm. the whole scene when they're at the candy bar, and she lets her friends tell them off. She doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. And she knows she likes them, and mm-hmm. she knows she's gonna go away with them. She's not gonna defend yeah. them or protect them. What does she care? It's, yeah. like, all a persona anyway. Yeah. She's not even friends with these girls. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that, it almost, there was, like, a space for her to be two-dimensional, and then she got to have fun with it. Yeah. I maybe should just be, like, trying to give the movie more credit sure, than it yeah. deserves. Yeah, Well, I was, I was kind of gonna say the same thing, where I don't think there's anything in the movie that, like, says this, but I do kind of like this idea that she came into playing Michaela, which, like, Michaela Strawberry. Like, come on. Come the fuck on with that name. But, like, I kind of like the idea that she... 
by every man in the movie, she is treated as an object. So I kind of like this idea that Micah Monroe decided to play her as someone who knew she was an object totally. and leaned into totally. that. Totally, that's my point. Yeah, like, I don't know if there's anything in the film that, like, gives that to her, especially with the ending being so heavy-handed of her, like, getting on the bus and we don't know what happened to her and la la la. But, like... All her ex-boyfriends are dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's a part of the movie where I'm like, did we need to write that, like, he hung himself when she dumped him? Yeah. Or, like... I was like, I don't what happened know. to the first boy? The second boyfriend hung himself. I can't I think, oh, it was like a motorcycle accident. I or, honestly don't know. There's something with a car accident somewhere. Yeah. I, it honestly all runs. But together. I was like, should we be in bed? Like, she would be investigated. I'm sorry. Yeah. She's like, also, she's like not even 16 or something in the movie. Oh gosh. She's covering a lot of ground. I did like this. Is sort he of, supposed like, to be older than her? No. He seems younger than her. He in seems. This movie. I, yeah, I think so. Okay. I, but I think the whole point is that she's younger. Yeah. But all her boyfriends are like older. Right, because they say like she was yeah. like a freshman and her first boyfriend was yeah. a senior. There's like in a high little school. siphoning of youth happening. Yeah. I think yeah. from her. We like totally run away from where we would naturally talk about this on the show, but I guess we should like say what the plot of this movie is. I'm oh sure, yeah, do it. Do it I'm do sure it. everyone has seen it, but basically. Timothy Chalamet plays Daniel Middleton. He's an awkward teenager sent by his mom to live with his aunt on Cape Cod after his mom, because his dad died. And he's super not excited about it, but then he gets there, he meets uh, the aforementioned Micah Monroe character's older brother, Hunter, and through a series of events becomes a drug dealer. He's a babe. Yeah. Like, where is that? He's a babe. His name is, the actor's name is Alex Rowe. Um, I hadn't seen him in anything before mm, and haven't seen him in anything since, but... He has not been in many things. The only movie I recognize from his filmography is in that movie called The Fifth Wave, which was like the Chloe Grace Moretz Hunger Games attempt. Do not, um, I did see her at Grand Central Market in LA one time, and she, in real life, actually looks 15. Really? I was like, oh, good for you. <laughs> um, and then he was in Rings, which I think was like of the Ring reboot? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> the Ring of the Rings family? Yes. Uh, the New England Rings? The New, yes, the New England Rings. Um, but, you know, he hasn't acted in too, too many things. He is British. That's interesting. Oh, my God. Yeah, his name is Alex Rowe. So, I mean, yeah, like, more things for him, yeah. please. And, again, just the name, the, the fact that their last name is Strawberry, like, that's just so, yeah. like, ridiculous and just... Well, the girl, his girlfriend, I keep calling him James Dean every time I talk. Like, when yeah. I, was, like, I was, like, writing little notes when I was watching the movie, I just couldn't remember his name. Yeah. Sure, I guess. But the girl that I cast as his girlfriend is on one of the TV shows I work on. Oh, okay. The oh, Freeform is a client. Right. I, I should She's on Good Trouble. Name. She's on Good Trouble. Her name is, uh, I, I made my She's Australian. Okay. So, so her name is spelled M-A-I-A, so... Yeah, Maya, 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 Maya Mitchell. May she never listened to this. Maya mm-hmm. Mitchell, I know. Uh, she is adorable in this, and she plays a totally different character. So mm-hmm. I've never, I haven't seen her in much stuff, but mm-hmm. I was like, oh, look at you. She's yeah. a lot younger. She's like round faced. Yeah. Um, she's kind of a nag on the TV show. Honestly. Oh, really? So she's like super fun sneaking out with her dad. I enjoyed that personally because I see a lot of her face sure. on the TV show. Yeah, interesting. So yeah, um, so they become drug dealers. That's basically like how his character like becomes confident and like yeah. ends up falling for um, Hunter's sister. And there's this whole thing of like he tells her or he tells him. Uh, Hunter tells Daniel like don't be A with him. Totally false dilemma. Yeah, I can, that was my biggest, probably one of my biggest things, and we can get into it once we you get through literally just talking about what the movie is. Yeah, <laughs> but. I was like, this is fake. Yeah. Like, this just would never be this big a deal that someone was dating your brother. Yeah, it's very weird that he's so adamant about him, like, not dating her, and you never really get like, why. Like, bro, like, calm down. Yeah. Like, I mean, I Maybe bet... he doesn't want him to die. Fair. <laughs> because she's a black widow. I know she is a black widow. 
But like, but you never get the sense that Hunter cares that much about Daniel. It just doesn't. It just doesn't. I, I listen. I'm with you when the first time you say, "Stay away from my sister." Fine, it's mm-hmm. macho bullshit. Yeah. Whatever. When it, the lie gets bigger and bigger and bigger, it stops making any sense yeah. that anyone involved would be this invested in keeping these secrets from each other. Yeah. I mean, well, I guess you see, you Daniel does see Hunter, like, beat the shit out of that guy. Yeah, so maybe he's, like, a little afraid of what he could that do. That doesn't ring true either, though, because then the whole movie is about their bond, yeah. and that they trust each other. And you see, equally, you see these scenes where, you know, Hunter is protective of him mm. with the other drug dealers and stuff. I just was like, there is a moment where he repeatedly in his eyes is like, you know, have you been seeing her? Mm-hmm. And Timothy Chalamet's character continues to lie. Yeah. And it's like, at this point, what even is your end goal? Like, he's going to hurt you when he finds out. Yeah. How is this not a better yeah. I mean, it just, writing wise, mm-hmm. I, I think they took a definite misstep and that it was so worth it to maintain that he would continue lying to him. Yeah. No, I agree. And like, I, I wish that even if that was the thing, like if he was just embedded in this lie and he yeah. didn't see, I wish that was more of what the story was. Yeah. Whereas it's just, it's way more about his infatuation with Michaela, which like, fine, like that, you can also give that credence, but explore more why he is so afraid to tell it, Hunter. It doesn't, and also I thought, which is like my broader takeaway from is like <laughs> Timothy Chalamet like does not play a good dude in this movie. Yeah. He's like not a good dude. Yeah. Because when he, first of all he there is a confrontation at the arcade mm-hmm. when they both run into him and he lies about knowing her in front of her. Yeah. He's like oh I'm not here with her we've only met once right and she goes along with it mm-hmm. and then later she asks him do you know my brother and he lies to her no I don't know her which again major plot hole because he's. She would then be going, if you don't know him and you don't have a relationship with him, why was it important that he not know that we're together? Yeah. If you're a straight, like, I'm out on a date, he ran into me. Yeah. It just didn't, it, it didn't make sense. And I, and I, the more the lie went on, the more I thought, does he care about either of these people? Yeah. Because, like, if this is your homie, if this is your girl that's, like, your ride or die chick, like, it just doesn't, ultimately, this is going to come to a head. Like, I get that we're teenagers, maybe you don't think, like, big picture like that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense. If, you, if someone you love, be it your best fucking crime partner in crime, <laughs> or your girl, like, and they're asking you to tell them the truth, you're busted, dude. Yeah. You've already been caught. Right. It just didn't make sense that the lie it, kept going. Yeah, it's like, this is one of those things where, like, the, the entire, like, emotional, like, crux of this film could be solved by just having I know, conversations. I hate a false dilemma. <laughs> yeah. that, I hate that when people use plot devices that are literally a product of characters not talking to each other. Yeah. And, like... And the characters aren't fleshed out enough for that to be interesting. For, yeah, it's just, like, this entire thing could be avoided by, like, a little communication. Right, exactly. Like, a cute little sit-down between all yeah, of them. Yeah, it's just, yeah, that's silly to me. All of that being said, I, this movie is insanely watchable and it's fun. It's so fun! Yeah, like... like I had so much fun! Yeah, I know, I like, like we were saying, like, it's, I think, I think this is just a great, like, not to be too on the nose, but it, it is a hot summer night. Mm-hmm. You got nothing else going on. You want to crack open a beer and watch, like... An insanely watchable movie with like hot people being hot. Yeah, you could do so much worse than this. Like I, we were talking earlier before we started recording about how like the entire scene where like he is like sucking the lollipop in the in the oh, general store and literally yeah, and like she comes over like pulls that and the camera's like right up on there. Like it's dumb, but like I'm, I'm, I'm there. Yeah, I'm, I'm all the way there. I'm, I'm all the way in there. And, yeah. and the same for when he when you were talking about kind of like the clicheness of like the carnival kiss, like. It is just sold Pile on... Pile it on. Yeah. It Pile is, it on. It is sold on the fact that they are just both so hot and attractive, yeah. and it's just... 
it's the summer. And, and he, like, throws his inhaler. It is just, they are just piling on. Yeah. I mean, whatever. It yeah. works. It's so Yeah, fun. no, I agree. Like, I, I honestly just think, like, all the plot shit aside, this movie isn't aspiring to be great. I know. Like, even though, know. even though the ending gets very heavy-handed and thinks yeah. itself important, everything up to that, the first 35 minutes, if they had maintained that, like, sudsy, sexy, hot tone, yeah. I think throughout the entire thing and not taken it because as the movie goes on, it becomes more self-serious. It's like rebel without a cause. Like, yeah, it's a lot of high stakes that they that weren't there when right. we first started. Yeah, like you were saying, it's it's a non-dilemma. Like yeah. it, it, it is like a self-made yeah. issue, it's and it becomes too important. I don't know if you noticed this in the very beginning, where they're like doing the overview, and it's like welcome, like Cape Cod. I actually grew up going to Cape Cod. Oh, really? Summer. Okay. Um, and they mentioned they're like uh, in Hyannis or whatever mm-hmm. and like if you're me immediately I was like is this movie about the Kennedy? I know yeah I, 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 I was like hold on I know this <laughs> word I know I was like I, that was like immediately and then no mention of the Kennedy. Uh, yeah but they do this bit where they're like you know it was always good there and uh at Christmas, it was six months from Fourth of July, and at Fourth of July, it was six months from Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Who wrote this?" That's <laughs> true, literally everywhere. Not to blow your mind, but where I live, that's the calendar is the same yeah. as well. Right. <laughs> it, I mean, I think that they wanted to be one of those movies where the setting is a character yeah. in itself, and it was like kind of, but mm-hmm. it could have been set anywhere. Lean, lean so much farther into that. Yeah. Than they did. Yeah, like. And I- they tried to do the summer birds thing versus the townies, but none of the characters we're dealing with were any. Were, they all lived there. They were all townies. So yeah. then ultimately, you know, the juxtaposition between the rich and the poor like was not a thing either. Mm-hmm. Like they set it up like it was yeah. gonna be, but it wasn't. Oh, yeah, and, and like this is kind of a cliche too. But like, imagine if they had made the Michaela character like a rich girl. I know. Like, even like I know. I, even though that is so like obviously we've all seen the OC and like oh, yeah. that is exactly what it is. Like Marissa like, Cooper is a rich girl. California. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> no. When we all eventually live in California, yeah. it's going to be because we grew up watching the OC. I stand by that fact. Um, yeah, like I, you're right. I wish they like explored that more because really the only time that comes into like play is the fact that they're like selling drugs oh my to rich God. people. How many times in this movie did they say selling dime bags to teenagers or like selling <laughs> dime bags to tourists? It was like over and over again. Yeah, and it, I think that was the only the only play they had was mm-hmm. like that they. There was a line that I remember specifically liking where they're describing Hunter Strawberry. I loved each character sort of got an intro like that. Mm-hmm. Michaela definitely had a nice little like slut shamey montage <laughs> where I was like, cute, cool. Yeah, great. Um, but Hunter Strawberry got one and then they sort of ended with like, even though everyone thought he was so cool, like no one was proud to know him. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was like, I kind of like I'm getting it with that line. Like yeah. I feel like I you like can picture who they mean. Where it's like, yeah. I mean, we're not like friends. He's like a He's an image. He's a, like, yeah. persona. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah. I mean, it's kind of interesting because we were talking about the fact that, like, Michaela is a persona. Like, I think... Totally. Yeah, like, I think really the only character who's given, like, much depth in this movie is Daniel. Was Timothy Chalamet? And he's not a good dude. He's yeah. not a good guy. At the end of the movie, he abandons them all. Right. His friend asks him not to go take up with the cocaine dealer, which backfires when he ignores that advice because he didn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Another thing that, again, I was like, there's just not enough explanation here for this to make sense. What? Why is he motivated? Yeah. Why he's not really financially motivated, is he? I mean, he's no. fine. They could make money on their like tiny weed operation. Yeah. I guess you could like posit that he like you know he's awkward, he's lonely, he's shy, and like. But he's got the girl. Yeah. He's got the like status. 
He's making enough money to buy his stupid car. That car is ridiculous. So stupid. Every like close shot of like the lights like flipping up and flipping down. I like... I mean I I hate that in general. Like I live in the <laughs> land in Los Angeles. I live in the land of dumb cars, <laughs> and I always am like, no matter how much money I made, I would not be this like walking dickhead in right. this stupid car. Like I I personally don't get it. I'm not a car person. Yeah. But. It just, why he would keep pushing for it to be bigger and bigger, the only thing to me is that, like, he was just kind of a jerk, ultimately. Yeah. And then when it all goes down, and he was like, he did the, he was, you know, did the right thing and just disappeared into the night. I'm like, no, that's not the right thing. Yeah. Like, he ultimately didn't care about either of those two people. Yeah. I mean, his friend Hunter takes a bullet for him. Maybe he's aware of that. I guess ultimately he's not. Yeah, I don't think But either way, he splits town. This guy sucks. Like. I do think Chalamet, in more than one film, and especially in this one, definitely Call Me By Your Name, plays sort of a guy with a lot of confidence that you don't know why he has, but you love him for that reason. Yeah. Like, he is, like, kind of scrawny and kind of nerdy, but he he goes after her. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, he's like, I mean, I'm, I'm fucking cute. Mm-hmm. I'm totally charming. I have some tools at my disposal here, and I'm going to go see what I can get done. Yeah. Which I think is true in Call Me By Your Name, too. And yeah. I think it has a lot to do with just Timothy. I like to think at least. Yeah, oh, no. He is. I think he's definitely, he he is that great mix of, like, he brings his real-life persona mm-hmm. to the table and then plays characters that can, like, he, he brings that, like you said, that tool to his mm-hmm. role. Like, you're right. Like, in Call Me By Your Name. By his yeah. Exactly, you're totally right. Like, this is, a, this is an interesting juxtaposition with that, which I'm looking up now. So he shot this in August 2015. So he shot this before he did Call Me By Your Name. So it's interesting that he is playing this, like, confident guy who, like, no, like, it's, it's, he's not the, tradi- like, he's not Hunter. Like, he's, he's not, like, a buff build. But he's like, almost cooler. Oh, totally. I 100%. Because he hangs out with that, but he knows that that's all just glitter. Yeah. Sheen. Mm-hmm. And that, like, if you've got the brain and, like, oh, there's a great moment where I was like, how low is the bar? Where he's like, <laughs> Again, he pulls the line, like, if you keep slinging dime bags to tourists, we gotta think bigger. And I think literally all he says is, we gotta think bigger. And there's, like, a pause, and Hunter's like, you're pretty smart, huh? (laughs) You're just working that out now? And I'm like, wait, where is this genius idea he's getting credit for? He was like, let's think bigger. And then they were like, the, uh, you know, world-class criminal mastermind was born. And I was like, oh. You're like, excuse me? Yeah, I just, there was a lot of stuff like that where there was like, and this is, we're going to have the beat where they realize, but it was like, yeah. what beat? Like, where yeah. was the line? Yeah. And now that I'm thinking about it, too, I like, like, with, with this and with Calling By Your Name, he's not trying to become somebody else. He's, like, figuring out who he is. Like, those movies in, in Calling By Your Name and in this, like, his arc is not let me figure out who I am, I think he knows himself. It's like growing into the confidence of that person. Like it's mm-hmm. about like it's about blossoming into your full. He's not like search. He's not trying to become Hunter. I don't think yeah, in no. Coming by Your Name he's trying to become Oliver. I mean, yeah, no, yeah, no, no. like I he he's he wants to be himself, and he's it's more about like oh, there's people out there who are going to like me for who but I it's am. It's like no one told him he should be nerdy and insecure. Yeah, it's like he like he's like hasn't been filled in on his like sort of classic you know reductive high school cafeteria table mm-hmm. label yeah so he's just out there suave as hell mm-hmm. like totally lady killing because yeah. nobody told him he can't you know right like exactly. that to me is his vibe in this movie especially like yeah. the fact that he goes after this girl and gets her and he never 
he's definitely sort of like, oh shit, tight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right. he's a little coming. surprised, but he's like, he's surprised, but there's no part of him that ever is like not on equal footing with her. Like, yeah. you see the scenes of them like dancing in the street and breaking into the bar, and he's always sort of like in awe of her, mm-hmm. but she's never like dragging him around. Yeah. You know, he's not a yeah. puppy. I don't think really, and tell me if you disagree. I'm not sure there's at any point in this movie where, like, Michaela, like, uses him. No, exactly. Like, yeah. Like, it's... She's all in. Yeah. It only... That only goes, like, it's even more frustrating that he continues not to just be like, yeah, I know your brother. I mean, obviously, they give us the whole backstory that she's so upset that he deals drugs. Mm-hmm. Her mother died. The one thing I did think they gave an appropriate... I was like, that would make you fall out with your brother. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, Hunter won't stop slinging dime bags to teenagers. <laughs> um, and mom's dead now. And yeah. she, that was all she wanted. Like, that to me made sense that they would just be kind of estranged, especially yeah. if he's old enough to not live in the house. Yeah. Um, so I guess in that way, I can understand why he would lie about being a part of the operation once she's divulged that to him. Uh, but again, if you love this girl and she loves you, like this, in what world is this not crashing down so much worse? You lie once, whatever, I'm nervous, I didn't know what to say, like, whatever, mm-hmm. repeatedly throughout the movie, you're a psychopath. Like, yeah. it just, I was like, no. And especially the fucking, she's my little sis, don't touch my little sis. It's just such a tired machismo beating mm-hmm. on your chest thing anyway. Like, she has zero agency whatsoever to decide who she's going to date. Also, this is your homie, you know him to be a good guy, you know him to be the smartest you're a smart guy like <laughs> what's the drama like what's the drama like yeah. what like it, and I think it's just you're supposed to just take a face value that he would not be okay with anyone touching his brother like when she goes as far to say when he doesn't know who it is some guy kissed my sister at the carnival I'm gonna kick his ass do why yeah. like cool your sister's like getting hers she's doing her own thing yeah but it just I was like I think that they leaned on a lot of just traditional 1950s bullshit to be like, you guys get it, brothers, right? Yeah. And I was like, no, actually, that's like not really a thing. Yeah. Like, I think, I don't know, like, yeah. false dilemmas. Like, right. No, yeah, this, it's, it just goes to show, like, when you break this movie down, you literally, like, can't swing your arm without hitting a plot hole. Yeah. But it's still, at the end of the day, it's just, like, sudsy. Oh, my God. So hot, fun. Fun. I mean, like, major question I walked away with personally why aren't drive-thrus a thing? I mean, drive-ins. <laughs> drive-ins, yeah. Why aren't they a thing? Yeah. They, there's literally nothing different about a lot of things you can totally understand why they've been eradicated. The VHS, for example. Mm-hmm. We still drive cars, we still watch movies, people still like to make out. I'm confused. Yeah. Where's the... I, I've never understood. Why, like, why, are we, why aren't we at the drive-in stuff? And then they put them in these nostalgic This would be a movies. great drive-in movie. Oh my god. Yeah. And then you watch them and you're like, this looks so fun. This is, looks so, so fun. Yeah. Just, What's the, so what was... They, 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 I feel like they saw the Terminator 2 like oh, three times during this movie. Like, I know. They did put a couple... You can tell what they bought licensing rights to. They put a couple like, this was the summer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like to sort of put you in that time and place yeah uh it is interesting because this movie has such an 80s vibe that i forgot it takes place yeah, in 1991 that's what i was just gonna say which i know it's like the it's like coming out of the 80s like it's very fresh i was born in 1992 mm-hmm. so technically this takes place so you're super born. nostalgic yeah, about yeah. 1981 i love 1981 clinton you know you got all that oh yeah um i actually just finished watching dairy girls on netflix it's Ooh. so so funny I didn't know that. yeah little shout out the final episode of bill clinton visits her town takes place in the 90s it's so funny. Oh, I have to check that out. Segway. Interesting. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think it's one of those things where someone was more, I feel this way about Stranger Things sometimes, mm-hmm. where they're more interested in just like, uh, like 
getting across this moment in time and yeah. just feeling of nostalgia than they are in like plot. Right. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, they just picked a year. It was 1991, but like they really were just like, let's like fucking make an 80s movie. Yeah. And that's what they did, honestly. Yeah. Like, that was their goal. They did that successfully. Oh, 100 percent. Like it's 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 a blast. You root for everyone. I said this to Jane earlier, but like the other couple that get together, they they put Hunter with this sort of like, of course she's the daughter of the sheriff. And I actually did like that they do a little bit of a connection, like a little emotional bond between her dad and Hunter, mm-hmm. who you at first expect is obviously going to like run him out of town and like, I'm the sheriff and this is my daughter. But he really tries to be like, yo, if you're making my daughter happy, bummer, yeah. because you're a scary dude. <laughs> but let's try to find some common ground and like maybe I can convince you that you have enough value to turn your life around. Yeah. Whatever. She sees something in you clearly. Mm-hmm. And then they tell you at the end of the movie, they give you the hint that he paid for the funeral proceedings. Yeah. Like the sheriff. I wish they'd done more of that. Yeah, that was a nice plot. Yeah, and I mean, meanwhile, that girl uh, who decided his name is Mia Mitchell. Right, and I, her character's name is Amy. Amy. Yeah. She doesn't show up till more than halfway through the movie. Mm-hmm. So they clearly, they didn't totally pace out. You know, you get the heavy-handed Timothy Chalamet um, and Michaela storyline really quick, and they, like, lean into it hard. And then they do the montage where everyone's falling in love, and they just had to catch you up with Hunter and his girlfriend. Yeah. I still liked them, whatever. Yeah. Like, they're not going to invest as much time, but... Yeah. So, we've touched on it a bit, but, like, when it comes to, like, the actual character of Daniel, like, Timothy's role, and then his casting in the movie, what are your thoughts? Like... I think he's well cast. Yeah. Um, he wears a backwards hat and a striped lacrosse polo very, very well. I mean, it's a great look. Yeah. How you can't go wrong. Right. Still a great look. Yeah. It holds up. Um, yeah, I I think he was well cast. I think he did exactly what they needed him to do. Again, I think it was a char- not a good character. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I kind of like, because I feel like he played, like, even though, like, he, like you know, he plays kind of a dick in Lady Bird, and, like, he's not always, like, a nice guy. This is kind of his most, like... Straight up unlikable character. Unlikable. That's what yeah. I was going to say. At least in Lady Bird, the people making the movie know he's not a nice guy. Yeah. In this, it was like, this guy sucks. Mm-hmm. But the people making the movie, like, sort of, like, make him out to be this anti-hero who, like, goes out, like, in a blaze. And it's like, yeah. no, he's, like, not a nice guy. Mm-hmm. He, like, lied to everyone he loves and then abandons them. Yeah. Like, all in the pursuit of some bizarro, like, achievement of either wealth or status in the drug world. Like, I, I just was like, nah, I'm not following. He's not a nice person. Mm-hmm. But the movie, like, didn't know. Like, yeah. nobody told the people who were at the movie that, like, this is a shitty-ass character. Yeah. I mean, even Hunter, which I guess is supposed to be the irony, Hunter Strawberry ultimately turns out to be much more of, like, a martyr and, yeah. like, goes out for a cause. Right. Than he does. They do this whole over-the-top scene of him leaving town on a motorcycle that yeah. I was like, what is this stock footage? I was like, first of all, show me Timothy Chalamet on a motorcycle. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, yeah, right. Yeah, that was very much not like, Timothy Chalamet. If it Chalamet. exists, I've seen it. Trust me. Like, I was like, what, who, who is this supposed to be? Like, yeah. it just, there was no precedent for him on a motorcycle. Right. I like, again, that kind of goes back to this idea that, like, this feels like a, we're being told a legend. We're being told, like, yeah. a folk tale. And, like, it's supposed to just be, like, I heard he went out on a boat. Like, yeah, and, but, like, but, like yeah. lean into that. Like, yeah. tell, like, make... Make I, more things not match. Yeah, like, I feel like they tried to kind of do this, like, unreliable narrator thing, because they had all, like, those quick shots of, like, I heard his dick's 10 inches. Oh, I heard his dick was 11. Like, like I think that's cool, but make that more of the, like, 
this is a story. We don't know exactly what happened, but here's like what could have happened. I like that too. Yeah, and I so like then, that so too. in that context, I could see him like running out of town on a motorcycle because like that sounds like a cool ending. It would but, like, work. Yeah. Honestly, it would work much better. For but me. the movie is almost too grounded for that. Yeah, like, it, 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 is. it is set in the real world, even though we have this kind of like he said, she said, like what if stuff. Like I, I just wish they'd lean into more of that folktale element if that's what it's I agree be. they couldn't um, figure it out yeah. they just couldn't totally figure it out right. they were just like he's great maybe if people just like are distracted by him no one will notice that all of these loose ends like don't right. really make a lot of sense together right but like you're saying that makes sense for his casting because he's yeah. an actor that like as unlikable as he is you can't help but like fall for oh, his yeah, charms oh yeah totally distracted by him yeah I mean it's like us talking about the soccer scene or the carnival scene like yeah. he's a douchey guy doing douchey shit but like if someone did that to me in those contexts yeah, like later. right, yeah. like hurt me, please. Yeah, yeah. Like I would, yeah, my, like here's my heartbreak. It, like line. yeah, it totally makes sense, and that's why like I like his casting in this movie versus like I don't know. I could see like an Ansel Elgort in this. Oh my role, god! Or, like, Actually, it's so crazy that you say that. Like for sure. Yeah, I, I'm sure they called him. Yeah, you know they went to high school together. Mm-hmm. You know they're contemporaries. Yeah, Ansel Elgort was absolutely on a call sheet. I'm right. Just saying. Yeah. And then he like texted Timothy and was like, "Listen, like I don't have time for tapping this. out, tapping <laughs> out, yeah, tapping out." But like maybe you can handle this. I know what is that group thread? Like I want to know. Oh, the Maria? LaGuardia uh, School of Performing Arts, like him and like uh, you know he dated so uh, one oh, of our classes. Oh, daughter. Florida's. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I honestly, when he was dating Lily Rose Depp, I was like, Are they still dating? Lord, who knows? I yeah. Don't know. I can't pay attention to her. She's in France half the time. Sure. Or whatever. But I did, I was like, oh, they get to like share a common tongue. That's going to mm-hmm. be sexy. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he does date a lot of like powerful people's children. Children. And like, it's like, I just imagine him meeting Madonna or like, God forbid, imagine him like meeting Johnny Depp. Like, well, I always get a kick out of those clips, and there's like a dozen of them. I don't know. They keep putting those two actors, Angela Oger and uh, Timothy Chalamet, in the same place at the same time. Mm-hmm. And they always do the same bit about how he was so popular in high school and I wasn't. And mm-hmm. Ansel Elgert, out of obvious obligation, is always like, no, everybody loved you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and Timothy Chalamet is always looking at him like, homie, look at you. Right. But, like, it's fine. It's yeah. okay. We're not in high school anymore. I'm going to win an Oscar any right. moment. Right. It's cool. You can, like... <laughs> we're both doing yeah, fine. we're like, both doing fine. But this charade, it's, like, so funny to me that they, like, continue, like, no, not me. I wasn't popular. I'm only, like, six to and right. Dutch yeah. and like, <laughs> and, like yeah. yeah and Timothy Chalamet is like bro it's okay like they're on to us yeah. <laughs> like, it's all right. we don't have to like play this yeah, game anymore yeah I think I'm gonna be fine I'm yeah. probably gonna be much richer than you in my lifetime right, so. <laughs> right. like the role you can have it yeah, yeah like, you, you peaked in high school it's fine um, no, yeah, I, I really like his casting. I think that, like, he is a, he is a great center of a movie. Like, I've yet to see a movie where, like, he is the lead and he doesn't carry the film on his shoulders, like, very, very well. Like, anything that goes wrong is, like, not by fault of his performance or, um, like, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know if Daniel is, like, a greatly written character, mm-hmm. but I think that Timothy brings, like, what he can to the part. Like, I think he, like, oh, yeah. I don't know if, I was gonna say, I don't know if, like, Timothy plays him to be unlikable. I think he just, like... I think there's an acknowledgement that, like, he's not a hero. I just imagine these moments when they're shooting. Again, like, they're in the rain. And he's like, have you been seeing her? No. I'm gonna ask you again. Have you been seeing her? No again. Mm -hmm. And I just have to imagine, just because I like to think he's as smart as me, wherever he is, or smarter. I mean, maybe. (laughs) 
And he's like, why, what is the motivation here? Like, I mean, that would be confusing, I think, for anyone trying to sell that. Yeah. It was confusing as a viewer. It had to be confusing. Like, I'm sorry, why at this point? The jig is up. Yeah. Like. It's weird that they're like. It's weird. And I I just, I I remember watching it and imagining him acting it and being like, he had to have questions about his motivations. Yeah. His whole ending. Right. But it makes sense that he wouldn't, like. He, you know, he, he was, so this movie was shot in August 2015, so he's probably... Holy moly, that's a long time ago. I know, almost like four years ago, which is wild. And he's 23, turning yeah, 24, so he's, he's like, he's like 19, 20, like this is, I think, this is his first lead, because before, because obviously he's the lead in Call Me By Your Name, but he like shot this movie first... So this is really his first, like, lead role, aside from maybe, like, one and two. Did you watch She's one She's just coming up, too. I, oh, I haven't seen one and two, but okay. I listened to the episode. Okay. Um, I, kind of I love lead. him and Chuka, though. Yeah. You would, I think you'd like, I mean, if you like him and you like her, you should yeah, watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is really his first, like, I think he, he, like, gets top billing in one and two, but it's really Kieran and Chuka's movie, and totally. she's more important. Um, so this is really, like, even though Call Me By Your Name came out first, like, this is his first, like, he's showing up to set, he's probably first on the call sheet, like... He's not gonna be like running up to the director. I'm assuming being like, you know, man, like yeah, this doesn't point. make sense. That's like, a really good point, actually. I just imagine they have the freedom to be like, yo, if I have to sell this, help me out. Yeah. But you're probably right. You're right. probably like, tell me where to stand. Right. Exactly. And uh, I'm coming to it from the context of like, if he were to make this movie and it got released like now, I'd be like, man, you got like some clout. Like I don't know, like if, yeah. like if you were just wanted this page, like like I totally understand him wanting to be in this movie as, like, his first, like, okay, I'm the lead, and, like, I'm gonna bring what I can to it, but It's maybe, shiny. Yeah. Oh, totally. And she's, she was coming, I mean, and is still coming up. Yeah. I mean, she works. I would say, as much as he does carry this movie, there is a little credit where credit's due. There's space for the siblings in this. Oh, totally, I yeah. definitely think they each got their own, as, as one note, and as 2D as she was, like, it... They, they invested some time in those characters, yeah. and they didn't need to. Everyone's showing up for him. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, no, like, she's an enigma, but, like, she does it well. Like, yeah. I, and, and I think, too, like, we've seen her, like, in It Follows, she gets a lot to do, and she clearly yeah. can, like, carry a movie, so... And she's cute as hell. I love her. Yeah, no, I think that... I, I think that they all do what they can for yeah. I feel like that's something I say a lot on the show. Like, truly, I, I'm, I've yet to see a movie that I didn't like for the show, and then, like... I mean, here and there, but, like, for the most part, like, the leads, I'm like, they're doing what they can do. Like, yeah. it's not, nothing that's, if anything is not working, it's not my fault of their own. And there's enough, like, sh- you're right, like, there's enough shininess to this movie that, like, any plot hole, I'm quickly like, well, that's, like, I clock it, and I'm like, okay, I'm It's like on. junk food. Yeah. I mean, you know, you totally know what you're getting into. There's a fun cameo, though, when he goes to, like, the big, big drug dealer's house. Mm-hmm. This is the very end of the movie. You're already sort of, like, out of the, the glitter of it. Yeah. And there's, like, the topless girl playing the piano, and he shoots the gun. And you're like, now I just feel like somebody was, like, just about finished with the script, and they, like, saw the finale Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. And they're like, but wait, you know yeah. what I mean? There's something you can tell there's, like, a shift. Or if that was ultimately always the trajectory, they just, like, didn't cut to the shift quick enough or yeah. something. Yeah. Uh, but it's definitely a super different vibe the last, like, 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah, the movie changes tones, like, very, very quickly throughout it. Like, we were talking to your producer <laughs> about, like, he was like, oh, I watched most of it, but not the end. And it was like, oh, you cannot say you watched most of this movie and not the end, because it's a totally second movie. Yeah. Like, it's... it's, it's like we were saying, it becomes, like, it becomes, like, The Great Gatsby. Like, it thinks it's trying to be, like, the great American 
novel story, so and they weird. both like disappear. I will watch the end. Yeah, yeah I mean, no, get on it. Yeah, it's it's worth. I have tw- I have forty eight hours to complete this <laughs> rental. Um, breaking away from like the character of Daniel, his Timothy's performance itself. Um, I think he's better. He gets better. Yeah. Than he was in this movie. I think he does fine. Yeah. I think he's cute, and I think all he really needed to be is charming. Mm-hmm. And he's that. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's like great character work. Being yeah. Done here. Yeah. I don't like, think so either. Like he just. I think he's probably as confused as the audience is about <laughs> why certain decisions are being made and motivations, and you and it comes across that he's just like, and maybe that's the idea. It's a teenager who's just kind of like flitting around. Mm-hmm floating through and sort of, like, being reactionary to whatever happens to him. Um, I think any scene, and I'm just a total sucker, so, like, that's putting that on the table, any scene where, in anything he's in, he's, like, infatuated with a second person, he sells so well. Yeah. And she's easy, obviously. She's totally cool. She's totally gorgeous. They've already set up what a catch she is. Yeah. Um, So any material he's given where he gets to just be in love with someone else, he's always great. So those scenes are really good. The scenes where he's supposed to be sort of like fun, cool guy with Hunter, I think less so. They do a whole montage where it's like the Polaroids of them smoking cigars and like throwing money around or like hiding the money from his parents and stuff where I was like, I mean, sure. Like, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) okay. Um, yeah, that I think when you give him a reason to exhibit like what he can do with vulnerability, mm-hmm. that's when you're like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, the the performance transcends the material. Yeah. When he's supposed to be like cool guy slinging dime bags to teenagers. Yeah. Uh, I'll take it. But, yeah. yeah. No, I think I think I appreciate it mostly because it's so different from anything he's done. Yeah. Like I, like honestly, like even though I'm super excited for like everything he's got coming out and all of his like best movies, they're a little like prestige-y. Like they're very like mm-hmm. movies that get nominated for it Oscars. Happens on the back a little. Yeah, and like sure. you know, like as excited as I am for them, like The King, Little Women, French Just, like all of these yeah, movies are like yeah. Oh my, and like literally cannot wait like the trailer's dropping any day now maybe you had a time although I will say I already hate the ending to that book so now that it's also gonna be Timothy Chalamet (laughs) I guess I don't know if I yeah it's gonna be hard to watch but that all being said I think what I appreciate about this movie and give it like a little bit more credence than what it's worth is because he doesn't really make this movie at least he hasn't made this movie maybe since this movie he's making these like prestige Oscar bait like like teen bait movies yeah exactly and like here he's doing his, like, scuzzy drug movie. And, like, yeah. and even though, you're right, like, in those scenes, like, I don't always totally buy him as, like, a drug dealer. Yeah. I appreciate seeing him go for something different than what we've seen him go for. I think there's a window that's closing for this kind of narrative. I feel like in 2014, 15, 16, there was a, a, at least a few movies where it was, like, slinging weed, <laughs> and here we are, like, smoking dope. Yeah. And, like, as, again, like, coming from California, that was something for me. I was like, this just doesn't, I mean, big fucking deal. Right, Like, exactly. I just doesn't, yeah. I get that it was the 80s, I get that it was totally different, and I, I don't have that context. Yeah. But I feel like, as the whole country doesn't have that context anymore, yeah. these movies, like, you can tell it was made in 2015. Right. Because it just wouldn't be this high stakes. Yeah. Like, I was going to say, in, in this year, 2019, to see a table with a bunch of weed on it is, like, not... I know. It's, it's not, not so jarring. And then yeah. when they do sort of coast into cocaine territory, mm-hmm. which still kind of has that levity, you never see it. Yeah. He never makes the deal. Like, it's already over by then. You yeah. know what I mean? The whole thing comes crashing down. No danger he, comes Yeah, from exactly. Yeah. Before he can transcend... 
to this, like, oh, shit, now the stakes are getting real. I mean, he's already in trouble and it's over. Like, yeah. They never get, like, the police are never called. They never get busted. Most of the trouble they're in is with their sort of, like, ugly underbelly characters anyway, which yeah. are scary dudes, right. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but if the big threat and, like, scary thing about, like, selling weed is cops or, like, getting in trouble, they, more than once, I couldn't believe it, they repeatedly, almost as much as the fucking dime bags line, which I couldn't get over. Someone was so proud of themselves for writing that line. Uh, they say it, like, butt-raped. Oh, they yeah. They talk about prison mm-hmm. multiple times, like, we're gonna end up in prison. And I was like, no, you're not. <laughs> like, you guys are on Cape Cod. Yeah. Like, I, I was just like, this that's silly to me. Like, yeah. I, I guess a teenager would have that fear, sort of, like, not really... Uh, like, not understanding. Like, yeah. yeah. But also, like, let's have a little sensitivity with the butt rape just over yeah, and over did, That did get repeated, like, twice. Yeah. Like, it's when they're, like, walking through that, like, go-kart park yes, place or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I was like, come on. Cool. I mean, even, I think... It's a very 1991 yes, thing to yes. say. Yeah, like, this, like, I'm a, like, heteronormative male in a movie. My number one fear is blank. Like, yeah. it's like, we got it. Right. But, like... I think it dates it even in the last four years it being shot in 2015. Yeah. That it was, like, the big fear around getting caught was, like, the threat of being sodomized in prison. I was like, that seems like a leap, y'all. That seems like a big old leap when your fucking parents haven't even busted you yet. Right, yeah. We talked about that a little bit on the last episode where we did Love the Coopers. I don't Uh know if you guys listened to it yet. Um, But there's there's a plot line where Anthony Mackie's character says, like, like, Marissa Tomei's character confronts him about being gay, and he's like, I'm not gay, I'm only gay in bed. And it's like, oh my god, this movie came out in 2015. It's like, wild. Like, it's, it's, it's crazy how far, like, we, like, I always think about the fact that, like, even though it was just a couple years ago, the fact that, like, today, if Eddie Redmayne was announced as being cast to play a transgender character, there would be, like, outcry. And, like, yeah. in 2015, it was, like, nominated for an Oscar. Like, it's weird how things aren't necessarily, like, better yet, but, like, the culture around it, like, would have... Well, I think people know more, but you just, like, you can't say that shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not necessarily that we're getting it right, and it's, like, a hundred, like, everyone is so perfectly woke that we have no more work to do, sure. I don't think we're getting to that point anyway. Yeah. But people more and more are like, I mean, you can't say that shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was on a plane coming back from Greece, and someone said, uh, are you a retard? To his friend. Just, like, a fucking bro, just shooting shit. And I literally, like, was like... Dude, in what world? Yeah. Like, where where are you even flying home to? Yeah. Because, like, to me, it, it, like, and I don't think just to me. I don't think, I mean, obviously, you're in Chicago. I'm in Los Angeles. And, like, we are surrounded by relatively liberal people. Mm-hmm. I hope. And, but, like, it's just, like, what? Yeah. Like, you, you must, there are times when people, shit comes out of people's mouth. And the first thing I think is, like, do you not, like, read the internet? Right. Because even if you don't care about offending people, which you probably don't, yeah, uh, that's fine. But you must have enough access to Twitter right. to know you can't fucking say that. Yeah, you can't say wild. that. Yeah. I mean, I think for the most part, people are more concerned with just not getting called out. Mm-hmm. And even that is progress. Honestly, yeah, I'll sure. take it. Right. I'll take it. It's like, even if you wanted to use that word, but you're afraid to say it. Like, Great. Sure. Great. We won. Yeah, yeah. I know. Don't, yeah. It's a victory in my book. Yeah. Great. Well... Do you want to write the movie on the beach scale? Oh, yeah. Are you ready? Okay. Is there anything else you wanted to cover? Anything I feel like there has to be... I don't think so. I think we really, like, up one side and down the other. Right, so. yeah. Like, no, I think we're, we're, we're in pretty firm agreement that this isn't, like, a phenomenal piece of art. But we enjoyed the shit out of it. Yeah, but it's... I enjoyed the shit out of it. Exactly. So, sure. on that note, one to five peaches for the film. Okay. Um, 
I am gonna have to give it like a two and a half. Okay. Which is a square middle. I sure. know that's a total cop out. Yeah. If I may have a secondary scale of fun, mm-hmm. straight up four and a half. Okay. No joke. Yeah. So fun. Got it. In terms of like a movie that makes sense and like is worth ever watching again, two and a half. Sure. Okay. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I'm gonna meet you a little bit in the middle. So uh-huh. I'm gonna so context so a little bit of context. The first time I watched this movie, I would have been like three out of five peaches. Okay. I think coming into it the second time, knowing what I was getting into and knowing I was going to watch it or talk about it with you and we were kind of just looking for some like sexy Timmy fun, okay. I kind of had like a bit of a curve going. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to settle on three and a half okay. just okay. because like I'm kind of in the middle with you. Like yes, intellectually from a narrative filmmaking standpoint, it is like a two, two and a half. Yeah. But like I kind of just got what I, I wanted. Like I, like I said, like lacrosse polos, yeah. backwards hats, like Timmy trying to be a drug dealer, like, I'm here for it. Yeah. Like, it, it worked. Yeah. It worked, There's yeah. some James Dean, mm-hmm. like, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm with you. It's, it's, it's just like a dumb, forgettable yeah. little piece of fluff. And, yeah. Yeah, so cool. Uh, his performance, one to five. Um, again, like, when you give, like, when you give him, like, a real shit to work with, like, I might be falling in love with this girl, mm-hmm. he literally needs nothing else. Yeah. Like, he doesn't, there's no improvement to be made. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I know that's me gushing because I love him. Um, when he has to play, like, cool guy, it's a little harder. Yeah. I think he always is confident and always is charming and always has that effortless Chalamet uh, charisma. Mm-hmm. But he's not necessarily cool, mm-hmm. which is the best thing about him. Yeah, like, his uncoolness right. makes him cool. And right. he, yeah, he's working a little hard in this movie. Whereas in Lady Bird, for example, he's not working at all. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. It's just innate. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this movie, maybe it was that the character transitions and that was a little rough. Mm-hmm. I just think he got better after this movie. I think he's yeah. already great. Yeah. He's good. I'm going to give him a full, probably almost four, three yeah. and a half, four. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Because uh, it's him and he's great. Yeah. He did a great job. But yeah. he does get better after this movie. Totally. I, I totally agree with you. That's something I've like found with this podcast is where I watch his earlier work. I really appreciate it, but just seeing how far he's come, oh, yeah. I'm like, wow, like, you're really, like, knocking it out of the park now, mm-hmm. like, like, with Beautiful Boy, like, that movie isn't great, like, if you said, like, do you want to rewatch Beautiful Boy or this movie, I might pick this movie. Oh, I would. Just because it's that easier. That movie isn't fun to watch. Exactly. There is a lot of movies that are incredible. Moonlight, mm-hmm. incredible movie. Yeah. I never want to see that movie again. Right. I just... did not have fun watching that movie. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I get that that's not, like, what cinema is always about. Yeah. I think it's an important movie. Everybody go watch it. Right. Uh, but yeah, if I was gonna watch Beautiful Boy, that movie is hard to watch. Right, like he's great in it, and if I watch it, it's because I want to like watch him be. Yeah, exactly. But like, yeah, I I like this middle of like, yeah, this movie's kind of whatever, and he is just like kind of table stakes great. Like this isn't his finest work, yeah, but like yeah, he's yeah. doing he's doing the the thing that the Lord gave him the talent to do. The the bar's already high. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No. So I'm with you. It's a four. Like yeah. Like he is sexy when he needs to be. The charm mm-hmm. works. Like I just everything that he's doing is working. Like. But you're right, it's not, like, his magnum opus. No, like, no. again, like, I would love to see him do a movie like this again, like, where he's at now in his career, and, like, kind of see how that would work now. But, like, you're right, for the time, you're... I, I like the comparison to Lady Bird, because I feel like the character is on similar ground. Yeah. And there, he just kind of gets to exist and doesn't have all of these, like... Like, I love that, like, Lady Bird 
the stakes in Lady Bird are just the stakes of like life. Like it's mm-hmm. literally just this girl's journey, and like here they have yeah, to like of course this guy sucks. Right. Like yeah. He's always gonna suck. Right. Yeah. yeah. And like I think in that movie they're smart enough to not redeem him in an extreme way, yeah. whereas here it feels the need to like. Well, ultimately, it's like he's a fucking teenager. Yeah. Of course he sucks. Right. You know, yeah. like I think that. This movie didn't try very hard to redeem him either in my eyes, but, like, they thought they were, yeah. you know? Oh, they definitely thought yeah. They thought they were giving him, like we said, like, the yeah. great American yeah. art. Like, yeah. But, yeah. Cool. So, we are pretty from there. Yeah. Attractiveness. Uh, I mean, a thousand. I, mean, a thousand. <laughs> I don't, I think this is a silly category. This is a critique just of the whole show. Sure. <laughs> I don't understand. I mean, I think his, I know you have a hair category coming up, so yeah. I don't want to leak too much into that. But, okay. Um... I think he is the best. I think he's the cutest. Yeah. Like, I don't think... I, I think if he got much younger than this, mm-hmm. I might feel differently about yeah. that. This is about his old... Like, this is his first sort of, like, okay... You can see him as an adult now. He's a teenager, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but that being said, like, me at 17, like... Yeah. I, didn't, I wouldn't have stood a chance. Oh, no. Oh, There's no. There's no way. Yeah. Um, I like that he's growing up a little mm-hmm. now. Uh, he still is five four years younger than me yeah um so he's a little baby faced but he's adorable like yeah. you just don't you can't beat him yeah. in my in my mind you can't beat him no i agree yeah i i'm gonna go ahead and say attractive i'm gonna say like four and a half uh-huh. here um yeah he just, i'm full five full five I, every single i've listened to the episodes of full five on all of them cool i'm Great. sorry <laughs> no i love it i love it <laughs> I almost to a to a degree I feel like I have a full five on all of them too. I'm just I'm trying to scale yeah, it. Yeah, I know. Like, like, oh, full uh, full five for love the Coopers, Timmy. Okay, <laughs> it's a like, choice. Yeah, no, I, I yeah I'm coming at it from the like if I were in Michaela Strawberry shoes, I would have I wouldn't have even been as cool as she was. Yeah, I would have yeah. like I wouldn't. Yeah, I just, well, that's like the farce too to me to like watch these scenes where he's supposed to be like trying to get these girls. And I'm like, L O L. Like the only one in Lady Bird where she's like, oh, this is the coolest motherfucker I've ever mm-hmm. seen. I'm like, okay, like this is someone with a brain like wrote this script. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, we all are seeing the same thing. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Like that movie is insanely aware of like how like fucking cool he's, and esoteric yeah, he is. Yeah. Total unicorn. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, great. Well. The hair. Oh, yeah, the hair. Here's Seen Better Days. Um, <laughs> I actually am a fan of it shorter. Okay. Uh, Call Me By Your Name hair, to me, is peak. I like it longer, okay. and I know that that's, he's adopted. He's really, like, that's just where, that's the where we're lived. living with. Right. Yeah, like, yeah, that he's moved into that space, and we live here now. Yeah. Um, I'm cool with that. I'll take it for sure. Sure. Um, but this, I think, is still, it's pretty short, and it's not always great, so I guess I'll go... I'm gonna have to call it a three. Three? Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm in the same boat as you. I'm gonna go yeah, with yeah. three and a half. What I like about the hair in this movie is it goes on a journey. It does. It, there <laughs> is. There's like, an arc. Yes. I was gonna say, in, in, in his other films, it's like he has the haircut and it's the haircut. Like, when we first meet him in this movie, he has, like, the high school haircut. Like, it's kind of, like, in his, like, he's got, like, the bangs. Like, it's very just kind of, like, short yeah. and, like, regular. And then as the movie goes on, it becomes, like, bigger and, like, it's, like, styled. Like, I feel like Which he... Which is, like, I'm all about it. Yeah, exactly. Like, by the end of the movie, I think it's gray hair. I just... Yeah, like, the journey of the hair is interesting here. Because yeah. I feel like it's the first movie where, like, we see it change. And he's, like, depressed in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's, like, a real concern of his. Yeah. And he, like, gets a little exposure to... What it is to be cool. Yes. And his hair follows suit, man. Right, exactly. Like, whereas with other movies, like, in Call Me By Your Name, even though that character goes through 
such a character arc. Like the hair is always kind of the same. Like yeah. it doesn't like it's it's not like he be everything. Except that last scene. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Ninja eighties. Mm. I was like, oh yeah, this movie's set in the eighties. For the first time, I was like, oh yeah, right. just the hair alone. Just the hair, yeah. But um, I don't love his hair in uh, Lady Bird. I have to say, really sexy as hell oh. in that movie. Don't get me wrong. Oh man, sexy as hell. The hottest take you dropped. I know, but it's it long. It's parted in the middle. It's behind his ears. I just I like a floofy. I like it on top. Okay, give me that eighties cut. Okay, I know. All right. I respect it. I disagree, but I respect it. I get it. I get it. Well, before we jump into uh, concluding up this episode, Connor, you have a little surprise oh my gosh, for, for, for me fans. and for the, fans. for the fans. Can you talk a little bit about that? So, like, and you can talk about your background in doing this as well. Uh, I don't have a lot of background in doing it. It's something I sort of, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to. <laughs> Uh, so, back in 2016, we elected... What a year. <laughs> yeah, we elected a bad dude. Um, <laughs> uh, not a fan. I haven't heard of yeah, who? Yeah, yeah, who are you yeah, talking yeah. about? You guys may know him. He's our <laughs> president. Uh, and I actually was... That was... That January of 17, I flew to D.C. At, to participate in the, you know, historic women's march. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be there on that day. I have two sisters. They flew from New York. I wanted to be with them on that day. Yeah. And uh, Dane mentioned I'm designer and illustrator in Los Angeles. And, you know, I was so mad and needed to do something about being mad. And we made a whole batch of t-shirts. We sold a bunch of t-shirts that said, stay mad. And we gave all the money away. Mm-hmm. Planned Parenthood literally can have all of my money. They yeah. need it more than me. Yeah. It's just been sort of a dormant project that every once in a while when something spikes up, which continues to happen more and more, yeah. I'll make something, I'll do some drawings. Um, I did a series of classic girl quotes from 90s movies. <laughs> that you can get and send all that money to Planned Parenthood. Anyway, for the show, because we're such fans, I wanted to do a surprise for Dane. We made a Chalamaniac mm. custom illustration of our boy, Timo. I love it. And you can get it, and we have decided, we put our brains together, we yep. decided what would Timmy do with this money? Sure. Because it it's like, all for a cause. This isn't, uh, you right. don't make profit from this. Yeah, I mean, maybe someday I'd be like, I'll keep some of this. Sure. I have yet to do that. You're right. But at this point, no. <laughs> yeah, no. And uh, so I was like, we're, you know, we want to, we want to send it somewhere that Timmy would approve. Sure. So we did a little research mm-hmm. for exactly 20 seconds. Sure. <laughs> and you can explain where we uh, yeah. landed on the. So, so when we put our heads together to decide where we wanted this money to go, I remembered that in January of 2018, a lot of the, um, a rainy day in New York kind of controversy began to bubble up and you know with the Me Too with the Me Too movement talking about Woody Allen uh, Timothy posts on Instagram about donating his salary from that movie to some nonprofit organizations and I think that was really admirable of him oh, I'm really yeah. excited um, oh, yeah. so we're calling it the Anti-Woody Allen Fund yes this is the Anti-Woody Allen <laughs> Fund like Timmy proceeds from these shirts will go to Time's Up the LGBT Center in New York and Rain. Yep. So, yeah, we Get will... Get a shirt. You can go to badwithsecrets.com, which is the name of the faux I'm angry label that I have. <laughs> uh, it's B-A-D-W-S-E-C-R-E-T-S. So the width is just a W. Badwithsecrets.com. And buy shirt and put Timmy's fucking face on your chest yes. and we'll give the money away. I'm so excited to get this t-shirt. Yeah, no, oh I'm my like, gosh. Yeah, I was so excited. I, I was like, I feel like you need to like 
come with an offering. Like, <laughs> I, like I said, Timmy and Bello. Right. And so there's my little part. I love it. And yeah, and we'll throw the uh, the illustration up on Twitter and Instagram. People can see it. And then obviously mm-hmm. they can go sure. This episode, uh, we, I think we determined, is going to drop late August. So I'm sure by that point, it'll be you'll have everything set up. Oh, yeah, for me. sure. Yeah. I am so, so excited. Thank you for doing that, Connie. Yeah. That is the oh best surprise. I, I have yet to. I have some pins, and I have a little sticker on one of my notebooks that says, like, Timothy Chalamet Fan Club, but I have yet to have a t-shirt, so I'm very excited. Well, it's cool, too. I mean, like, you know, you can walk around with his face on your chest, and that'd be cool enough, but it's like, uh, it's a little custom Milo just for for us. And you're going to support not only charities that do great work, but that he is recognized mm-hmm. for doing great work. So it's yeah, it's 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 all lovely. Team Timo, Team Timo, Shalomaniacs. Yep. Awesome. Well, Connor, thank you so much thank for being on our eighth episode of Chasing Shalomay. I mean, any outlet for me to just have opinions, right? I'm there, especially on something that you love. I know, like I Timo. love him. Sure. Where can people find you on the internet if you want them to find you? Not a big Twitter girl. Okay. Sorry to disappoint you. It's out there, sure. and you can find it, I'm sure, if you look hard enough. But mostly on Instagram, I'm at Earl Connor. Girl. So and is it girl G-R-L? Or? It's G-I-R-L. Okay. C-O-N-R. I okay. eliminated a couple vowels there because I thought that was real trendy. Cool. Sticking by it, I guess. Earl Connor. Got it. Yeah. So that is where you are on Instagram. And then obviously we talked about the t-shirt. Is there anything else you want to promote professionally? Or? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. If you can find me on Instagram, you can find almost anything you need about me. Sure. My website, connorreilly.com. And then the shirts are at badwithsecrets.com. Yes. And uh, yeah, I'll see you there, I guess. Great. Awesome. Well, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Dave McDonald. The show is on Twitter and Instagram. On Twitter, it is Chalamet Chasing. And on Instagram, it is Chasing Chalamet. You can email us at chasingchalamet at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Please consider giving us a rating and a review on iTunes. Uh, I hadn't planned to talk about this, but Will and I discussed, Will, our producer and editor, discussed that we might have a little surprise in store if we can get up to, what did we say, 50 ratings and 25 reviews? Yeah. Yeah? Is that what we're going to say? I think so. Okay, do do we want to say what we're going to do if we get that? Oh, yeah, let's tease them. Let's, let's them? give them okay. something to work sure. for. Ooh. So, ooh, Connor, are you ready for this? I'm hot, ready. This I mean, hot. I'm on that to my seat. I know. Cool. So if we get 50 ratings and 25 reviews on Apple Podcasts, we are going to do a special batch of episodes, one of which being on Homeland Season 2, so the entirety of Homeland Season 2. Hell yeah. And then we will also do a Hallmark movie that Timmy did in 2009 called Loving Leah. Whoa. I'm sure he has, like, literally... 18 seconds of screen time and I, I have no idea never heard of it right exactly so if, it, it might be a short one yeah. it might be a short episode uh, and then with Homeland it might be a long episode because we have to cover like 13 episodes of a cable series but anyway uh, if we hit those goals we will be putting those episodes into production so please if you have not give us a rating give us a review on Apple Podcasts it really helps people find the show and obviously I want people to find the show especially now we're raising money Go yeah ahead. exactly if you want those organizations to get all of exactly. our fandom exactly exactly well Chasing Chalamet is written hosted and produced by me Dane McDonald the show is also produced and edited by Will Ivy our theme music is by Jacob Horn you can hear more from him and his band the Jacob Horn Trio on Spotify Apple Music and Bandcamp our cover art was designed by Jessica Deal. You can find more of her work at jessicadeal.com. Deal is spelled D-E-A-H-L. And until next time, later.